It's Monday, December 27th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Everything from coffee to mustard is getting more expensive next year. Many food manufacturers say they plan to raise prices in 2022 for a range of products, from macaroni and cheese to snacks, the latest sign that consumers will continue to face higher costs at the supermarket. There's nothing immune from price increases, said Tony Sarson, chief executive officer of food retailer and distributor Spartan Nash Company, adding that produce, dairy, and packaged foods such as bread and juice are among many items set to become more pricey next year. Food prices are estimated to rise 5% in the first half of 2022, according to research firm IRI, though the level of increases will vary by grocers and regions. Mondoles International said recently that it was raising prices across cookies, candy, and other products sold in the U.S. by 6% to 7% starting in January. General Mills and Campbell Soup Company said their price increases should also take effect in January. Kraft Heinz Company told retailer consumers that it would raise prices across many of its products, including Jell-O pudding and Grey Poupon mustard, with some items going up as much as 20%, according to a memo viewed by the Wall Street Journal. The increases follow others that food manufacturers imposed in 2021 and are part of what businesses and economists are calling the highest inflation in decades. In financial news, U.S. stock futures grinded higher, with little news driving markets after the Christmas holiday. Futures for the S&P 500 were up 0.2% Monday. The index hit its 68th record close in 2021 Thursday. U.S. markets were closed Friday for the holiday. Contracts for the tech-focused NASDAQ 100 edged up, and futures for the Dow Jones Industrial Average were flat. Investors are braced for higher volatility over the holiday season. Concerns over the rapid spread of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 and the economic impact of measures countries may take to stem its spread have weighed on markets in recent weeks. Some investors expect that it will be mitigated by vaccines and the rollout of booster shots in some nations. Market moves can be amplified during the holiday season due to a lack of liquidity or how readily buyers and sellers can find each other. In other news, The Omicron variant pushed COVID-19 daily cases in the U.S. to the highest level in nearly a year, leading to the cancellation of more than 2,000 flights over the holiday weekend and signaling the different kind of threat that the surging new strain poses to the economy and everyday life. Evidence so far suggests the Omicron variant generally leads to less severe disease than earlier strains of the virus, but the travel cancellations show how even a milder a rapidly spreading version of COVID-19 can disrupt business activity and people's plans. The flight cancellations also raise questions about government policies, potentially putting added pressure on authorities to ease the COVID-19 quarantine guidelines so that workers who aren't seriously ill can return to their jobs sooner. The average of COVID-19 cases reached 184,802 as of Saturday, according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of Johns Hopkins University data. U.S. hospitalizations have been increasing throughout the month. The last time the seven-day average of reported cases was higher was on January 21st, when the U.S. was coming off the peak of the winter surge. Hospitalizations have been rising throughout this month. And South Africans on Sunday mourned the death of Desmond Tutu, 
the Anglican Archbishop who led a global campaign to end the country's racist policies and later became a moral compass for a nation struggling to navigate the political ravages and social inequalities of the post-apartheid era. Mr. Tutu died in a Cape Town care home with his wife and three of his four children by his side following a more than two-decade-long fight with cancer. Mr. Tutu had mostly withdrawn from South Africa's charged political scene, but he used his rare public appearances to hold his country's new leaders to account. He was 90 years old. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com.